if you want to achieve something in your life, you have always to learn something because because there are people who will be always forward and you have to catch up with them and not to be not to be behind. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 185 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group, to the vice chancellor of the UGCC, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds, and if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram, aziz.future, and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people, and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Olha Vitenko. Olha is an 18 years old law student at Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev. She is the co-founder of the NGO Kolomia Debate Union and the head of the debate club at the law school of Taras Shevchenko University. Olha is a vegetarian and she is interested in law, politics, culture, art, and sport. Olha, how are you today? 
Hello, Aziz. First of all, thank you for such a great opportunity to become a part of this amazing project. I'm pretty fine today. And what about you? I'm doing great, fantastic, and I'm excited to begin this conversation. So let's begin with something more emotional. You, Olha, when you wish to really, really feel alive, to enjoy the day, and to feel your favorite emotions, what is some activity that you like to do? Oh, uh, to feel better, first of all, I'd like to try to turn on really good uh, music and to meditate a bit for a couple of minutes. After that, I'd like to read like one of my books because I'm really keen on reading books and uh, it brings me pleasure and helps to relax. So I guess that, uh, and moreover, I'd like to go jogging um, because it helps me um, to maintain some energy and it helps me to become alive, you know, after a hard day. So I guess these are the things that helps me uh, to feel better. Yes. So turning on good music, meditating for a few minutes and reading some pages from books you like because you're keen on reading yeah. and jogging because afterwards you feel alive, correct? Yes, that's correct. And choose one we can begin speaking about because they're all so interesting. Oh, like, let's begin with books, I guess. Perfect. And let's begin with books and get a little bit nostalgic. When was the first memory, experience, or story of how you fell in love with books? I guess it was in early childhood because um, I uh, I used to read a lot of books at my at school, and my parents even uh, took away books from me because they say that I read too much. Uh, so I guess it was at that time that I started to read books and uh, it was when I also started to write my own uh, books. So I, I don't remember, remember exactly when was the time that I uh, became passionate about books, but it, I remember that it was in early childhood. Yes, in early childhood, you were reading a lot part of your studies and as well as others so much so that your parents will take away books from you because you read yes. too much and you wrote your own books as well and this whole experience gradually was part of the love of books correct mm -hmm. yeah that's correct and are you a fast speed reader or do you like to enjoy books very slowly Oh, I like to enjoy books very slowly and I also like take some notes and try to remember all the details in order to have, uh, like to understand the book properly. And uh, I like to read the book that it can influence somehow my life. So with each book that I read, I try to change myself. Thank you. So you read slowly you try to reflect and take notes because you wish and find it valuable to extract something from every book that will change your life, perspective, mindset, or add something to you, correct? Yes, it's correct. 
And do you read mostly books that are novels and fiction, or are you more into how-to and like things that are more real and non-fictional? Oh, I prefer uh, some uh, business books, psychological psychology books. So I do not like uh, non-fiction. So you prefer non-fiction? You like psychological business books, etc. How do you choose? the book to read? Do you go on Amazon and read the reviews? Do you have friends who recommend that for you? Is it the title? Or you think, okay, what do I need now? And do you have that problem that many of the people, similar to me too, who will be like reading five books at the same time because you cannot wait to finish one to get to the other and then you end up with too many books and they all finish after a long time and it Meanwhile, you keep on adding more, etc. Or are you disciplined, focused on one book at a time until done before moving on to the next? Oh, I feel you because sometimes I have a desire to read a lot of books at a time. But I try to be disciplined and to finish one book and then to start another. And how I really choose books, like it depends. Sometimes my friends recommend a book uh, to me and it's really a good book words to read but uh, mostly i hear reviews about the books during some projects uh, during some meetings like other people tell about these books and uh, i decide to read it or just i uh, search through some books on different topics for example like psychology because i'm a bit interested in it and i just uh, Google some top books in psychology and choose which I would like to read. And why psychology? Frankly speaking, uh, when I was choosing even what to study, I uh, was thinking about psychology. However, I decided to study law, but still I am interested in it because it helps to understand how people think and it helps to like to live in the society because you understand why people behave in this or that way and you understand uh, you know how to also what to do in different situations for example um there was like i uh, ro- i read a book by robert Cialdini, so it's the influence the influence uh called and uh, there was a story that one uh, girl was selling uh, jewelry uh, and at a very low price. And uh, one day um, she uh, she wanted to sell it and uh, she said to lower the price. However, um, like the co-worker misunderstood her and she added the price so it was higher. Uh, but it was really uh, fast sold out. So the reason is that uh, most of people really, like they think about the things by the appearance and they think that uh, the higher the price is, the higher the quality is. So that is also like psychology. And I understand that by knowing the psychology of people, by knowing how they really think and how they behave, I can do things better in life. So I guess so. Thank you. So you were 
thinking about going to study psychology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you chose to study law. And one of the books you like is uh, Cialdini's Influence. And one of the stories that are memorable to you is about how when something has a higher price, it has a higher perceived quality, and therefore psychology helps you live in this society, understand why people do what they do and behave in that way, and what to do in different situations, correct? Yes, it's correct. And when you know why people do what they do and how to behave in different situations, why is that important for you? Because I know how to interact with people and how to how to reply to their like answers, how to reply to their actions, how to uh, avoid some conflicts, and how to maybe how to negotiate with people. Because I guess that psychology is really needed everywhere, from really like business negotiations, in order how, to understand how to better conclude a contract or something like that. Because you see how person behave, you see. Uh, her mood and uh, you understand what you have to do and um, how to give information to a person do just like uh, friendship when you also how to understand what your friend needs at this time thank you and someone who would give that answer usually would be someone maybe who was a bookworm <laughs> without <laughs> an, uh, too much interactions with people. And therefore, they felt somewhat either uncomfortable or not understanding why people are so weird or <laughs> and, uh, not knowing what to say. Are you such a person? And even deeper, are you more of an introvert? Oh, it depends on the situation because... Some time ago, I thought that I was like an extrovert, but after this COVID, I'm thinking that I'm in like more introvert. So I am a mixture of these two like personalities. Sometimes when I'm full of the things and I just need time for myself, I am introvert. But most of the times, I think that I'm extrovert because a lot of my um, a lot of things that I do. I connected uh, with people, so like studying at the university, like my job because I'm also English tutor and uh, all my projects are connected with people. So I think that is why I'm more extrovert. Tell me how COVID has shown you an introverted side of yourself. <laughs> because like after COVID, I tried to wide like big, group of, big groups of people and uh, try to sit more at home. And because I have like a cozy place for my own and I actually do not need to leave home to continue my life because everything is remotely. And I think that it really influenced uh, my life and uh, it has uh, made me introvert because I do not need to communicate with people so much as I used to do it before COVID. Thank you. And actually, psychologically, introverts are not isolated or shy. They're just people who recharge themselves alone or in nature or in meditation or with one person. While extroverts, they need a lot of people around them to feel recharged and they feel 
bored and drained when alone. It's not about being shy or being this kind of gregarious character. Which one would describe you more? Like, I fully agree with you. And I guess that introvert would describe me more because sometimes I uh, feel myself like not really good when there is a lot of people. But again, it depends on the situation. So I wouldn't say that I'm like 100% extrovert or 100% introvert. So I'm like 50-50, I guess. An ambivert. And tell mm -hmm. me more about running and sports. When you do that and you feel afterwards that runner's high and the feeling of being alive, why is that interesting? And the whole experience, what are your favorite parts about it? Running just helps me to feel alive because um, especially after a hard day when you had a lot of like um, work to do and like usually I am at home because at first I studies and I have my like English lessons and I'm just sitting on one place and I do not move. So after all this day, it helps me like to feel all my muscles. And at first it was pretty hard, but when you see that you um, have run like one kilometer and then on two, three, four and more, you just realize that you can even to do more. So it uh, really brings you stamina and helps um, to understand that you can even do more than you have done. And I just realized that everything is only in my head, then that we, I can like overcome all the uh, problems like by, by jogging. Yes. So when you run one kilometer and two and three, and you realize you did more than you expected and yes. you can do more than that, does it also help you in challenging life situations where you think, oh, wow, this is too much, I will give up. But then you remember running and you think, no, I'm only on kilometer two and I can do much more. <laughs> do you have such thoughts or what lessons did you learn from running? Oh, actually, I have such thoughts because sometimes when I set up some goals and I understand that it's really, it may be unachievable or it may be pretty hard to achieve, I just realized that I can really do that because like my experience showed me that I'm strong enough to overcome any difficulties. Yeah, so it really does. Yes. And is there any similarity between running and your love for practical books? I think that yes, because like I'll give an example with books. When you read like maybe like 40 pages and you understand that it's pretty enough and you have like 20 pages to read more and you just think that your eyes hurt and you just want to sleep or something like that. I just... Uh, realize that it's the same as with running and try to overcome myself and to finish that book trying to overcome yourself and finish that book whether in running or in reading books or maybe as well in times when you might feel drained and introverted you kick into the ambivert gear 
and you spend more time with people. I don't yes. know. Yes or no. Tell me more about other things. What other things give you such passion, interest, and feeling alive that maybe this year you have done as well more than before? This year I have tried to practice some law skills. So I guess it also helps me to feel alive uh, because before that I only had some theory and uh, I didn't, I didn't have some practical skills and I didn't understand how actually what law is itself. And this year with the practical skills, with my practice, it helped me to realize that, uh, I, um, that, um, I have chosen the right, uh, like path and, uh, it helped me to realize that I really like lore and every time when I like do some stuff connected with lore, it helps me, uh, to realize that I'm doing the right thing. And, you know, like every time when I enjoy what I'm doing, uh, it brings me stamina and I'm really in good mood. I like that. So for a long time, or at least one year, you have had only theoretical understandings of law. But now when you move to practice, you actually understood what law is. And those skills began to become ingrained and you increased your stamina and realization that this is the right path you've chosen is the one for you, correct? You're right. You use stamina in two different contexts with a lot of emotion behind it. If you were to define it in the dictionary of Olha, your own personal dictionary like Webster's, etc., but this is Olha, mm -hmm. <laughs> what would you call, explain stamina in a way that is your own definition? And what maybe three components make up stamina for you? Okay, I'll start with confidence. It's, I guess, it's emotions, it's physical strengths that you are not tired and exhausted and so on, that you really are ready to overcome difficulties. I guess that's it. And for me, stamina is a desire to do something and um, that you are really able to do that. Thank you. So if I use two different words, which is self-belief and motivation, could these two together be stamina for you? Yes. And tell me about you. Are you a highly emotional person or more of a logical, calm emotion girl? <laughs> it's pretty hard to say. I think that I'm more high emotional person because I like to to express my emotions in situations. Yes, you like to express your emotions in situations. And the interesting thing about many of the girls who were on my podcast and said they're highly emotional, they notice about themselves that their face is very serious. <laughs> they have somewhat of a poker face when in public. And sometimes people will wonder, why is that girl so angry? Oh, but yeah. she's not at all. Do you have that too? And tell me more about it, your thoughts, yeah. or why do you think it happened? And even if you have a small story about it, that is funny. Mm. Uh, like very often, I'm just, you know, like relaxed face, really poker face. And because 
I'm not mad. I'm just relaxed. And a lot of my friends just ask me, why are you mad? And they keep asking me why I'm mad till the time I really become mad because they continue asking me that. Though I'm not angry at all. So I guess it depends on like on the proportions of uh, the face. It not only on the emotion emotions of the person. Yes. So then you said you express your emotions. How do you do that? Is it through words? Is it through movement? Uh, they are both like words and emotions, but mostly like with um, with emotions. I do not like to raise my voice. Yes. So, which is a very introverted trait. But let's speak about something else. You said putting on good music. And when you qualified it with good music, it means there is music that is specially favorite and emotional and good Mm -hmm. for you. Tell me more about it. What is your style? And how does it show your personality? And what does it show about your personality, if it does, or maybe your dreams, goals, wishes, passions, etc.? Tell me more. So I uh, do not like special type of music. I like both. I like all uh, types of music. So I can listen to jazz uh, when I try to meditate, or I can listen to chilling music sometimes or it can be like indie rock so um, sometimes i prefer to listen to really old music to frank sinatra armstrong or even to uh to queen uh and uh, like sometimes when i'm running i like to listen to really fast uh, rhythms so i listen to uh, modern music Uh, that helps me to keep on and uh, to be energetic. Yes. So music is a background, it seems to me, to the things that make you feel alive. About meditation, Mm -hmm. how did you learn about it? How did you begin it? And why did you choose to meditate with music rather than in silence or with breath counting, etc. Um, I think that I started meditating like several years ago when I was in camps uh, because I used to go to camps which were organized organized by uh, Peace Corps volunteers. So it's volunteers from USA who came to Ukraine and helped in the community to organize different camps who worked at schools and just like helped people. And there I found out about these meditations because we meditated together. Uh, It was not only like sitting in silence, it was also like writing your thoughts on paper in order to express your emotions on that paper. So it was that time when I found out about them and I preferred to meditate with music on the background because it helps me to concentrate more because when i'm just in silence i can concentrate as good as when i'm listening to something thank you and is it only music or does it have like 
binaural beats or ASMR or something like that to add to it? Like last time I meditated with uh, the sounds of rain and of storm. So it doesn't matter what it is. Actually, that's wonderful sound. And then does your family live in Kiev with you or uh, somewhere else? And how was the adaptation of so mm -hmm. to the capital and the big city? So right now I'm at my hometown. It's Kolomoya, one of Frankivsk region. Uh, and uh, my family also lives here. When I moved to Kiev, it was at first really hard to adaptate because I really, I do not have relatives in cave and uh, you know when you're a freshman and you know nobody and you are really embarrassed sometimes awkward and you have to do all the things by your own it was really really sometimes difficult and a bit scary but i'm really happy that i overcame that and that i found uh, really awesome friends who helped me to adapt to the community and to the university. Uh, and, you know, it helped me to become more like adult in some way. Yes. And that's it. And even before, you said you were able to make new friends. Well, some people move to new cities and they find it difficult to make new friends. What is your own approach, thought, mm -hmm. or way of making friends that you'd recommend to someone who either move into a new city or even a new country to study abroad, etc.? For me, it's really easy to find new friends and to make new friends. I don't know how it happened, really. I have no idea how it happened. But every time when I start something new, I hear make some new friends and they really become like good people they are always good i'd like to recommend i guess that uh, just try to be yourself speaking about this i mean that you do not have to show that you're pretty you are like very very good or uh, that you are like super person you just have to show yourself because um, every one of us has their own inner, like maybe even bad qualities, but we have to show them and not to be afraid that the person will not love them. If a person like belongs to you, it will stay with you. And I'll recommend uh, to try to join some clubs, maybe like English speaking clubs. In Kiev, there is a good English speaking club like an American house. Also, when you try, when you join university, as usual, all uh, students are freshmen, so they do not know each other. And uh, in this situation, everybody like tries, everybody makes friends easily. Yes, so it's a place where everybody is making friends mm -hmm. and they're open for it and therefore it's natural and much easier and i love that recommendation to not try to pretend to be cool or someone we're not yeah. but to be fully and completely yourself and then to ask you more you 
could have studied abroad or you could have chosen to live in other places. Why Ukraine? And do you feel there are so many maybe new positives or some things that are changing that you wish to to make them change? Or even the law system itself, that it's cool now and good, that encourages you to stay and be more active in Ukraine? Or what is your honest, true thought? Okay, I'll answer you honestly. I would like to study abroad, but um, like that was one of my mistakes that uh, prevented me from studying there because I had to study in Munich, but there was one mistake that uh, like changed my route. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, right now I'm satisfied with my, with my studying because it's a really good university, uh, but in Ukraine, I guess it's pretty hard to be a lawyer right now because of the law system and it's really not good. And I would like that we have some reforms and uh, I think that it should be changed because we have a lot of corruption connected with uh, courts, with lawyers, with judges. And I think that you know about that. And about the university, I would like that uh, we have some more theory, uh, practice and that we do not have to search for some practice outside the university because sometimes it's uh, hard to find the practice when you are like a two year, uh, second year student. Like, I would like that we have less theory and more practice. So that's the only thing. Yes, less theory, more practice. Oh, and this is coming from a girl who loves <laughs> books so much that their, her parents had to be to take them from her hand, which means that it's too much theory, really, in reality. Yeah. And you said you like to chill sometimes and to relax. And I guess you didn't spend too much time in Kiev. Uh, so whether about Kiev or your city, what do you like? To do do you like to go more in nature are you more of someone who likes to go to a cozy cafe and read a book and pet a cat or something <laughs> you know. i don't know but if you could choose a perfect day uh -huh. that will be the best chill day for you to absolutely recharge your batteries what would you do in the morning what would you do in the afternoon mm -hmm. what would you do to refill your tank and maybe which city and which weather would that be? Uh, he Anywhere in the world. Okay. You can say Hawaii or something. Oh, <laughs> that's a tricky and difficult question. <laughs> you know, like you were speaking about uh, choosing a cafe or nature. Like I would choose both because I adore like cafes, cozy cafes, always uh, reading books and I practice it. And I like nature, like I'm a fan of it. And even tomorrow I'm going to mountains with my family. Uh, so I have a dream. I would like to go to Bali and uh, to work remotely from that place. So I guess the perfect day for me will be there on Bali uh, in Indonesia. Um, it will start with a cup of tea in the morning and then I'll go running after that maybe to read, to read something to swim in the ocean like to study 
because I think that uh, we should study all the time to improve ourselves. Uh, after that, to work, to spend the like day with uh, friends, with a close uh, person. And I think that's it. You said it will be very important to study because you believe it's important to study every day. Mm -hmm. For me, I feel almost like suffocating, let's say, <laughs> if a day passes without learning something new. Sometimes it's late and I need to sleep, but I will be like, okay, today I didn't learn anything new. So therefore, I will spend the next 30 minutes taking notes on some like uh, workshop or seminar or book. And then afterwards, I think, ah, now the day is <laughs> complete. I can sleep <laughs> and it's good. So to me, it's like I cannot feel alive without it. I, I, it's like understand the life. I'm so curious about it. I love learning. It's to me like the thing that makes life so interesting and fascinating. Mm -hmm. To you, why is it important to study every day? Oh my God, I have the same situation, like exactly the same. I can go to what when I haven't learned something new during the day because I feel myself a lazy bone <laughs> who has done nothing during the day. And uh, I think that we have to learn uh, to learn something to study all the time not to become like lazy people and uh, because if you want to achieve something in your life you have always to learn something because because there are people who will be always forward and you have to catch up with them and not to be not to be behind i guess so well that's why you run and you don't walk because you want to catch up <laughs> not to be behind now i understood the reason why you run even in bali you'll be running because i'm studying to catch up with the people you said about psychology and uh -huh. i noticed it's important for you to understand people why they do what they do etc and to ask you on a more maybe spiritual even way do you feel people's energy when you speak with someone yeah. do they do you feel their soul their energy and you're like wow this person has such a great soul or you speak with another person and you think i don't like that energy it's not for me etc or are you more about what people say and whether they have topics in common rather than energy mm -hmm. i pay my attention to both because you know, sometimes when you speak with a person, you just want, you just do not want that conversation uh, to end. And sometimes you just want to go away right now and not even to finish it. I really have like, I uh, try to to communicate only with people with good energy, because it also gives me some motivation to do something. And I can say that in my life, there are only people with good, with good energy right now. So I really pay attention to that. Though a person may say good things, but when I realize that she has bad energy, I think that that person really may not be that good as she tells me. Yes, and you spoke about when you're making new friends 
it's now you're noticing they're all good people mm -hmm. and you're happy about that. And maybe it's because, like you said, you don't really allow in the wrong people or the people with the wrong energy. And then to ask you, are you a spiritual girl? Do you have spiritual beliefs, whether in destiny or in the law of attraction or in manifestation or in uh, soulmates or anything <laughs> like that that you have in your own deep thoughts? I do not know if I believe in soulmates or such stuff. I just think that there are really good people with whom you can communicate and uh, it brings you pleasure to speak with them. And there are bad people whom you want to avoid. So I do not think that each person has its own, it's the only person in the world, world who is its soulmate. I just think that uh, there are people who should be in your life and who shouldn't, and that's it. Yes, and like you said about making friends, if you are compatible, you will feel that and they will stay in your life. If not, then no. And I had a student from the Red Building who mm -hmm. studied in law as well, and what he said, I asked him why. He said, actually, it's a great place to network. It's not really useful to be a lawyer because he wants to become a businessman. And he said, it's very good to understand the law. But for now, to meet the future leaders of <laughs> like different, different spheres of Ukraine, the Red Building is the best networking event there is. <laughs> do you agree with that or what do you think? I agree with him <laughs> because like... I would like to become a judge in future, frankly speaking. <laughs> um, and I think like university is one of the best uh, places for network because you understand that with all the students, you'll communicate and negotiate in future because all of your like uh, classmates are future also lawyers, judges, prosecutors, and uh, you understand that even your friend, maybe you'll create a company with your friend right now with whom you're studying. So I agree with him, fully agree. Thank you. And as a person, are you more of a happy person and positive? Are you more of a sad person who works on becoming more grateful and positive? Or are you moody and your mood can change every minute six or seven times? <laughs> I'm a moody, moody person, but it doesn't change six or seven times. So it depends on the day, like on what the weather is, on what do I have to do this day. So mostly I'm a positive person, but uh, again, it depends on the time. So it is not easy to um, influence on my mood and it is not easy to spoil it. However, I'm like a moody person. Yes, and actually, that's really important about the weather. That's why my favorite color is blue, because I notice when the sky is absolutely blue without any clouds, mm -hmm. and the weather is perfect, whether it's spring or summer, it just fills me with that warm energy of happiness and excitement for life, that it's overflowing like champagne bubbles that push me forward, etc. While when it's grimy and gray and dark you feel more like 
drinking a hot cocoa and yeah. just chilling <laughs> under the blanket. Just and therefore... and watching Netflix. <laughs> and just yes, off. so I noticed that blue reminds me of that feeling and that's why really it's my favorite color. And to you, let's ask the Olha who is in Bali enjoying the perfect <laughs> weather and happy to give advice to anyone who wants to be happier and to live life in a better way, maybe a lesson you learned or an idea you realized and that made your life better and your success or happiness higher, what would you share and what would you recommend to a listener that maybe will get it a little bit and begin to move in that direction? So again, I'll speak about sport. I uh, like during all my life, I uh, uh, tried sport and it's really made me feel better and made me become more positive because i had uh i had stopped uh doing sport for for some reason uh during time during some time and i really felt myself a bit depressed and after i started running again i really was full of energy again and uh, it helped me to become more positive and to have really good thoughts and to create something more to work on projects on uh, law issues so i'd like to start to i'd like to recommend to find uh something that will that will help you to relax and um that will bring you energy so it can be like drawing uh, listening to music meditation doing sport like anything but it should at the time relax and bring you energy yes to relax and bring you energy and to finish can you share about your ngo mm -hmm. your other projects as well as your social media if people want to communicate with you and follow you uh like I'm one of the organizers of NGO. It's connected with debates in my hometown. Like right now, I'm not connected with it because I have moved to Kyiv and there are other people who are responsible for it. Uh, so if you are from Kolomea and you would like to debate, you can join, you can write, uh, you can DM to my Instagram account. It's um, Olha Vitenko and I'll share all the details. And if you live in Kyiv and you would like to also to join debates, you can also write to my Instagram account and I'll share all the information. I guess that's it. Thank you. I will write your Instagram account in the description. Olha, it was a pleasure. Really a lot of fun. It feels like five minutes, not 50. And I <laughs> wish you a great, great day. Thank you. Wish you the same. Thank you.